Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the 415ers. I'm Joe Shasky. Bonte Hill is out this week. You know, he's got a little warrior basketball, and he's a little under the weather, so I'm taking over. We're trying to release these podcasts more often. You can find them wherever you find podcasts, whether it's uh, in, in Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify. If you're listening to us on the Odyssey app, we greatly appreciate your support. Hit subscribe, rate and review, leave us questions, comments. I was asking about the schedule. What's the game that you want to go to? If you could only pick one on the road for the San Francisco 49ers this year. Um, let's talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance thing that's going on right now you're hearing a lot of people in the media talking about Trey Lance not being ready it's interesting to me because Trey Lance um, I thought showed a lot of promise in training camp last year when I went and saw him I think the two games that he ended up playing the two and a half games there's some context behind the performance both good and bad because you saw a little bit of both um, if you're being fair and, and you're being honest, there were some things that you showed some promise with, and there's a lot of things that he needs to clean up. I mean, he's a 21-year-old player coming from Division II football, and there's a leap that needs to happen for him. And I think seeing the field slowing down, the play calling matching up with his abilities, um, him being more accurate, uh, him making the right decisions, there's a lot of things that need to go into that. But a lot of people are coming out and basically questioning whether he's ready or not. And I just don't buy it at this point. It's just a lot of media fluff. You've got a lot of circumstantial evidence to support that everything's not on the up and up. First off, the 49ers coaching staff, if you just look at it as a whole, uh, they hired Lance Lynn, uh, excuse me, uh, they hired the old coach, uh, Anthony Lynn, excuse me, from the, the L.A. Chargers. They brought him as an offensive coordinator assistant, if you will. We all believe that Shanahan's the number one guy. So a lot of the offensive coordinators have either gone on to other jobs um, or these coaches have gone on to other jobs or it's just a new guy in a new spot this year. You're hearing a lot of people reference these coaches and say, hey, this coach told me that they're underwhelmed with Trey Lance. Well, what coach is that? Is that a coach who's currently on the staff? Is that someone who's been in New York the last two years with Robert Sala? Is that one of these coaches that's now on the staff of Mike McDaniels in Miami? Is this Rick Scangarello, the quarterback coach, who clearly, after hearing all the comments that have come out from him and certain podcasts that he's done, um, was not impressed with Trey Lance because he likes a more traditional Kirk Cousins-style quarterback? Clearly, from some of his comments from a podcast that he was featured on, he is now the coordinator for the University of Kentucky uh, Rick Scangarello was the quarterback coach of the 49ers. He basically came out and said, yeah, you know, I like a guy who's just going to get rid of the ball on time. I don't want a guy who's going to extend the play. Um, I don't want a guy who was going to be running around all that much. It sounded to me like he was the main guy who's no longer with the organization, but he's the main guy who really wanted Mac Jones um, or even Jimmy Garoppolo and didn't want to coach up. 
nor for the team to take Trey Lance. And to me, that's more of an indictment on where Rick Scangarello is in terms of modern quarterback evaluations than it is an indictment on Trey Lance. Sounds to me like Rick Scangarello is going to be bouncing around. Just look at his resume. Um, but there's a lot of chatter, a lot of chatter across the media on where the quarterback is right now, Trey Lance. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. I think he's been working out on his own, on his own mechanics. Clearly, he's been working with Brandon Ayuk. To me, all of this chatter, to me, is more fuel for why another team should increase their trade offer for Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a lot of posturing going on right now because Jimmy G had the surgery. He can't throw right now. He's still kind of resting up, rehabbing, trying to get that arm ready. It sounds like he won't be able to throw for another couple of weeks. Maybe John Lynch had a trade in place. He said he did. I don't know if I even believe that at this point, but they're holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo until they can find a trade partner. Uh, you know, on the other side of this, what team wants to trade for an injured quarterback who's mediocre making $25 million? So there's a lot going on. And I feel like all of this Trey Lance chatter that's going on to me is the smoke, whereas the Jimmy Garoppolo thing is the fire, meaning that Jimmy Garoppolo still on the roster is creating all of this hyperbole wrapped around Trey Lance. Once they shed Jimmy G, I have a feeling that you're going to see the organization, you're going to see the media, you're going to see some of his teammates as well, wrap both their arms around Trey Lance. They, they've got to do the politicking in the media to increase the value of Jimmy G, whether you and I believe that he's a third rounder, fourth rounder, has zero value or not. And there's a lot of beat writers that have been coming out as of recent saying that it sounds to me like Jimmy Garoppolo, once he's healthy, is going to request his release um, from the 49ers. So that way he could choose his destination and be a little more in control of where he lands and the opportunity that's next. And, you know, I, I just think Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent have completely you know, cornered the 49ers into this situation, uh, getting the surgery, which we knew he was going to get. He hurt his thumb, he hurt his shoulder against Tennessee. He was playing hurt. That's why he missed week 18. That's why Trey Lance got to play. Uh, but the timing of him getting the surgery, you know, weeks after the season ended, cut into his availability for OTAs and training camp. Not that he would have been 100% healthy, but no team wants to trade for an injured player. I don't think any team wants to trade for a $25 million quarterback who's not that great to be quite frankly, either. So I'm going to be very interested to see what ends up happening as we go from May to June. And once we get into June, that to me feels like we start to get into that, all right, is there truly a trade partner or are the 49ers going to just end up having to release Jimmy Garoppolo? And then what does that do for Trey Lance? Does that empower him? Um, are they waiting to see Trey Lance in OTAs before they make a decision on Jimmy Garoppolo? I feel like they've decisions already been made. You don't trade three first round draft picks and move up in the draft as aggressive as the 49ers did. If you don't love the player and want to fall in love with him. Now, could he underwhelm me a little here and there? Yeah, that's definitely a certain, a certain possibility. We saw with Josh Rosen and the Arizona Cardinals. They weren't enamored with him and moved off him after one year and went up and got, Kyler Murray, number one overall, because that was the pick that they ended up having after the horrible year they had before. So it has happened. It's unlikely. That was an outlier Kyler Murray situation. Josh Rosen, I believe, is just a non-NFL player, hence why he's bounced around so often. You've seen in the two and a half games Lance played, the game where he came in at halftime for Jimmy Garoppolo when he got hurt. I don't think the team was prepared for him to play at that time. I don't think the coach was prepared for him to play at that time. The play calling felt very scared. The quarterback felt overwhelmed. I, uh, he was out of sync. I think the play calling didn't mesh what he does well. And that's why they didn't look good in that second half against the Seahawks. So I kind of throw a lot of those numbers away. 
The game that he started against Arizona, Trey Lance did, that one is a little more interesting for me because I just didn't love the game plan in that one. He ran a lot. I felt like he was running for his life. He didn't have his primary playmaking weapon and George Kittle out there. And, you know, the team kind of let him down in terms of protection um, and playing complimentary football. And I thought that the head coach let him down by with a scared playbook. Um, too many runs. He ends up jamming his knee in that game. Uh, and they had an opportunity to win that game against, at the time, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Then you fast forward to week 17, the home game against the Texans. Jimmy Garoppolo has to miss it. You can't lose a game. Your, your season's on the line. Trey Lance is under center. And the first half was miserable. He was missing shots across the field. He was late in processing. I thought the play calling was was scared, um, running him a little too much. And then, boom, second half, whether he was comfortable, whether the play calling was better, whether the team just elevated their play around him, whatever it was, he looked totally different. And those are the kind of quantum leaps that I'm going to point to. That second half against the Texans, to me, was all the promise I need to feel confident heading into this offseason. That was a must-win game at home against a team. You could dismiss the Texans all you want. They were playing hard in that game and played very hard down the stretch of the NFL season. That was a team that does have a pretty decent defense. Uh, where their number one playmaker got signed by the Chiefs because he's so good, Justin Reed, Eric Reed's little brother. So I don't dismiss the Texans game at all. In fact, I highlight that one. That's a must-win game where the 49ers look dynamic and totally different in that second half. And Trey Lance gets a lot of credit for that. And to me, that's the thing that I'm going to hold on to. When everyone says he's not ready, he's never – well, explain the second half against the Texans to me. Explain the deep bombs and the deep boot action. Explain to me the quick processing and the rifling it into small windows on slants. Uh, you know, explain to me some of the deep third down plays that he made to George Kittle and Debo and Ayuk. I thought Trey Lance showed tremendous poise, tremendous maturity, growth, and in-game evolution from the kid at 21 years old in a must-win pressure pack game. Dilute the Texans all you want. That was a must-win game for the Niners to get into the playoffs. I'm really interested to see how much better he gets in this offseason. They say the best you know, time for a player to develop is between his first year and his second year. That rookie year into that first full offseason. Sounds like he's been working on his delivery. Sounds like he's been working on his footwork, his core strength. He's been obviously working synergy-wise with Brandon Ayuk. It feels like the Debo saga is kind of past us although the extension hasn't come through i'd like to see him work with debo samuel a little more so there's a lot to really like about trey lance there's a lot of development there's a lot of project that needs to be completed in terms of his overall arc but i feel good and this whole narrative about him not being ready before history is written it's played Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I think it's fool's gold. And I think a lot of people are going to be changing their tune after OTAs when he gets a chance to shine and show that he has taken a step forward. I think once Jimmy Garoppolo's off the roster, everything will fall into place for this young man. I'm actually looking for an awesome year from the kid. I don't think he's going to carry this team because I don't think that's what they ask of their quarterback. 
but I think he understands the magnitude of what he's trying to accomplish right now. It's not just be a functional player in the NFL. You got to be better than Jimmy G. That's what we're expecting day one. And you know what? I think those expectations are fair. And I think Trey himself has already committed to trying to exceed those expectations. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm excited for this kid's progress. And I'm also excited to just finally close the book on the Jimmy G thing. He's a great player for this team for a long time. We appreciate all his contributions, but we all understand as Niner fans, when they made this move to go get Trey Lance, they were going to put him in this spot at some point. And that time is now. And they need clarity in that locker room. They need clarity outside that locker room, outside that building. I want all this chatter about him not being ready to just vanquish. And I think once Jimmy's gone, once OTAs happen, training camp begins, and he shows himself a little, I think all those things are going to fall into place. And we're going to look back on this time of the Trey Lance not ready stuff. I think we're going to chuckle. I think we're going to laugh. And I'm excited for it. And I know Bonte, who's not on the podcast today, I know what Bonte is going to say. I'm coming for you, every single one of you who doubted this kid. It's going to be an interesting time if you're a 49er fan. And another thing while we're talking about the quarterback play, and I referenced, obviously, Debo Samuel, who you know is following the 49ers now on Instagram, so that's a good thing. Contract hasn't been consummated yet in terms of his extension. He's still under contract. But you know who else could help this young quarterback or whether they keep Jimmy Garoppolo, which I find doubtful, there's a guy by the name of Alex Mack. Sounds like Alex Mack was around 49er headquarters. Now, there were photos that were floating around, some saying it was him, some saying it wasn't him. I was under the impression that the starting center who came out of Cal, played with the Browns, the Falcons, you know, had a really good year for the 49ers last year. I was under the impression he was gone. I was under the impression he wasn't going to come back. Sounds like to me... Sounds like to me he's going to be coming back. Now, I have nothing other than a than some gut and just reading the tea leaves and from what everything everyone has said, I, I think they would have signed somebody. I think they would have added a rookie to the mix if they were going to bring somebody in to play that center position. So I'm interested to see if Alex Mack comes back. And if he doesn't, that's another hole that I'm worried about. But if you want your young rookie to hit the ground running, boy, it'd be nice to have Alex Mack back, wouldn't it? I mean, geez, Louise, I would love to have Alex Mack. And I'm just looking at this offensive line as a whole. You got Trent Williams. You obviously got Aaron Banks coming back. They, they made a couple of draft picks that everybody thinks promising picks, uh, tackle that could maybe play some guard. Um, we, we saw Compton last year at times look serviceable. McGlinchey looks like he's going to come back at some point. I think he'll start the year on the pup. But I, I think this offensive line, Brunskill's obviously still here. I think there's going to be some continuity and I think it's going to be actually sneaky better than what it was last year because of that continuity and because of some of that added depth, which they de desperately need. I really liked what I saw in a small amount of time from Jalen Moore. I think there's some growth there. Maybe he gets kicked to the inside. He's a really large human being. It's fun watching him battle in one-on-ones against this elite defensive line, but I'm just looking at this offensive line right now. And if Alex Mack does come back, I think the entire organization is going to reap those benefits. And it'll be interesting because I really think this team is in a position to contend for a Super Bowl. And why would you want to walk away if you're so close to a Super Bowl if you're Alex Mack and you've yet to you know, reach that promised land? I'm excited to see if that can happen. There's obviously other free agents that are available for the 49ers. I've been clamoring for, for Julio Jones. He's still out there. 49ers selected a couple of wide receivers uh, in the draft. His kid Gray looks absolutely fantastic thus far. 
looks like a blazer. I think that could help both quarterbacks. Um, preferably though, Trey Lance, cause, cause of the deep bomb element. You'd love to see that. Um, so I think there's a lot going on right now. When I look at that offense, they've got a new running back from LSU. You're still incorporating some of the guys from last year. Dare I say this has an opportunity to be the most explosive offense since Hurst, Garcia, and T.O.? Does it? Is this the most explosive offense since Frank Gore, Vernon Davis, Michael Crabtree, Randy Moss? You tell me. I mean, that Delaney Walker as a second tight end, that was a pretty explosive team, and it really kicked into high gear when they had Colin Kaepernick. How are you feeling about the offense right now? Leave a comment in our, in our feed. Let us know where you're at on this one. I'm really excited for the 49ers right now in this offseason, and I'm really excited for the 49er quarterback position.